what a week. Happy New Year. Welcome. Happy Welcome. New Year. I know this is our second episode in the new year in 2024, but uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, and it's now, yeah. you know, probably like February 15th or so when this comes out. So Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And boy, what what an episode for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean Also like, this is this is Emma's last episode recording in Chicago. I know. In my parents' basement. well, maybe not my last one in Chicago, but definitely my last one in my parents' basement. Yeah, definitely oh, yes, yes, fair enough. Yes, because yeah. she'll be back. Um and yeah. I retain hope. Uh but uh <laughs> yes, this is the last episode coming to you live from the Paliza yeah. basement. Yeah, before Emma and her husband do what every um, protagonist in uh, horror movies do and move to the East Coast, to the woods, to an old house that is definitely haunted in New England. That's definitely haunted. Uh, So if we die. (laughs) When when it starts being haunted, though, you'll just leave like a reasonable person would, you know, you'll come back to Chicago. I mean. Do the people in the movies leave? No, they go, I got to dig deeper. I got to get a medium. Oh, no. I got to get a priest. <laughs> Don't do those things. Just leave. I beg but, you. But uh, what if I become friends with the ghost? What if Zachariah and I become friends? Well, I mean, if they're nice, if it's a nice ghost, it's a different story. Yeah, That's true. What if I teach yeah. Zachariah about electricity? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. He's probably got some outdated religious views that aren't great, you know? Oh, for sure. Definitely some dated um, anti-feminist views. Yeah, he'll probably just murder you for showing your ankles or something. Yeah, he'll be like, witch, witch, you're a witch! Say, uh, callback to practical magic. Yeah, continue to shout that out, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Except I did the 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 plain edit version. It's you witch, did the TV witch. edit version. Yeah, yeah, witch, witch, yeah. you're a bitch. So true. Sure. bitches be witches um you got anything fun it's going fun. on how you doing <laughs> uh no no i'm yeah. just uh you know Cruising. hanging out uh working recording podcasts yes you know yeah reading peter pan erotica you know that sort of thing <laughs> how are you liking it <laughs> it's fun you know i haven't actually it's fun i yeah, I, I didn't actually read it last night because um, I was drinking and I went oh, straight yeah. to bed. But, yeah, um, yeah, but most, uh, but yeah, so far, I mean, like, I'm only like, I don't know, 75 pages in or something. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun. It's, you know, silly. It's fun. I don't it's, understand how there's going to be like a whole series of them. I think that it's different. We're talking about Hooked, by the way, guys, listeners. We're we're talking about the romance novel Hooked. You don't have to. Which... <laughs> plugged to hooked but like it i i think that each one i mean i haven't read any more than that one but i think each one is like a different fairy tale oh they're different ones okay yeah they're different ones emily mcintyre wrote hooked by the way yeah and i have been um deep into the katie roberts uh neon gods electric Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. Caitlin yeah, has read that. I, yeah. I surprisingly, I thought it was just going to be like hooked and be like, because like, no offense to hooked, it wasn't my favorite thing on the face of the planet. It was, sure. it was like filth surrounded by fluff, and yeah. uh, the story was just like, mm, this is fine. And yeah. this is actually, I'm on the second book, the second audiobook. This is, I'm getting uh-huh. emotionally attached to these characters. I, okay. I'm feeling okay. some some now, this feelings. Is a- this is a Persephone Hades kind of situation. That that was the first one. The second one is yeah. um, Electric Idol right. is the one I'm on. And so that's okay. Psyche and Eros. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yes. So these are all the, the Emily McIntyre books. I'm just looking it up. They're all different yeah. stories. Yeah. Because yeah, the cross appears connected. to be um, like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just sort of like, Richard. what if you took these Disney movies and made them horny? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm also dear. reading, I'm reading like three books at once. I'm reading um, Red, White, and Royal Blue. And I read, I was like working today and I was monitoring. And so I was, I forgot to bring my actual physical book. So I have it on my like Kindle. And because uh-huh. it was my like my tube book when I was on the tube in the UK. 
because I was like, yeah. I'm going to need something to do. And <laughs> uh, it is really good. I'm yeah. I read it and I was just like grinning from ear to ear all afternoon. Like I'm yeah, I'm falling in love with these guys. Uh, I like I liked it. Yeah. I am not a Fujoshi. Um, do you know what a Fujoshi is, Emma? No, what's that? A Fujoshi is learn. a woman, usually usually a straight woman, who um, mm-hmm. gets like into uh, gay boy <laughs> romances or or, uh, or porn. I didn't yeah, know yeah, that yeah. was specifically. A thing. Yeah, it's specifically like, I mean, it's a Japanese term and it refers to yaoi, which is the like you know pornographic man like male, men loving men manga. Um, an anime oh. kind of stuff, but it is, um, okay. it's very popular in America and can be, you know, and can, it's a term used to describe, you know, I mean, the extremely high, ver- um, like percentage of straight women who, who read <laughs> and, and watch like MLM stories. Yeah. 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 Uh, or, or, you know, like Sherlock fanfic or like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Supernatural. Um, yeah. Fanfic. And like, Oh God. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, nothing against it. Like, again, I, I, I read that book. Exactly. I watched the movie. I think it's, I think it's great. It's just not like, yeah. you know, it's not my thing, you know, yeah. I'm good I for mean, them. I'm, like, I'm not, not yeah. in like a homophobic way. Now I, now I've dug myself <laughs> into a hole, but like, I don't know. It just doesn't, Are you saying? I'm not into it. Like capital I with capital yeah. I, you know, like, like it doesn't sexually arouse you. Yes. Correct. Yeah. I'm not turned like, on by two boys going at it yeah 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 i'm not disgusted by it but i'm not like into it oh no we gotta cut all this out (laughs) we're gonna cut all this out i don't think my mom wants to know what a fujoji is (laughs) (laughs) um no i'm oh this is my edit it's all staying in i'm gonna i'm gonna repeat it i'm gonna play the first seven minutes twice before we get to the to the movie so so just to recap before we get into Silver Lang's playbook, a Fujoshi. Fujoshi. Oh, Fujoshi. Pardon me. Yeah. Um, I'm just at like the ro- romance part. Like they just had their first kiss and I'm just like, oh, but I didn't realize um, that I thought that it was just going to be both characters knew that they were gay and they just fall in love. Coincidentally, I didn't realize that one of them has like a coming out sort of situation. And I was like, why couldn't this just be like, why couldn't it be another rom-com? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I mean, as we talked about in the happy, happiest season episode, like coming out in yeah. terms of those things are, are usually is like, you know, it's kind of irritating when it ha- like coming out has to be a part of all queer romance. Yeah. In this case, Why? you know, since he is a member of the royal family, like I get it. And like that, yeah. that's kind of what the book's about. Um, yeah. so it didn't really bother me in the, in this case, like in, it's a very specific yeah. instance, you know? Yeah, that's true. I just sort of wasn't expecting that part of the book. Um, yeah, because I've just gotten to it where Alex is like questioning his sexuality and being like, "Oh my God, do I, am I into dudes?" And I was like, "Oh, but I thought you were already into dudes." <laughs> <laughs> I thought we already crossed that line. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, that's my just you know hubris, I guess. <laughs> is that the right term? I don't know. Yeah, I you guess, know, I learned. You know. Yeah. I learned what the word hubris meant, I think, six years ago, because it was in a monologue that I was working on. You didn't learn it in theater school when you talked about, like, Greek theater? Nope. I, it was in a monologue. Hubris. Tamarsha. If I tragedy. did, it did not stick in my brain. I learned it because of a monologue. I wasn't trying to. Well, my acting coach was like, Emma, do you know what that word means? You keep saying it and you're acting like you don't know what it means. And I was like, yeah, of course I know what hubris means. <laughs> I think I even pronounced it like wrong. I think I was just like, um, hubris. <laughs> hubri. The hubri. It's just my damn hubri. <laughs> Fantastic. So we are, of course, talking about Silver Linings Playbook. Um, yeah. Oh, hey, this is this is Go Get Your Girl. I'm Katie. Yeah, and I'm Emma. Um, but yeah, Silver Lang's Playbook. What's your history yeah. with this movie? Um, 2012, directed, written and directed by David O. Russell, based on a novel by Matthew Quick. Um, mm-hmm. I saw this movie when it came out in theaters. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really liked it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I we've, as we've discussed before, uh, I love Bradley Cooper. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like Jennifer Lawrence too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I was as high on Jennifer Lawrence as everybody else was like when this movie came out. Yeah. Um, that's fair. I do. I do like her in general. This was before Hunger Games, which is interesting. Um, I was think it she really had, before Hunger Games. Yeah, she had filmed it, but it wasn't out yet. Yeah, because this movie was two thousand. Wait, wait, wait. No, this movie's two thousand twelve. It was after Hunger Games. It was the same year. Same year as Hunger Games. The, the first one came out because I remember going to theaters and seeing the second one and being like, "Yeah, that's that's a girl who just won an Oscar." Yeah, I loved I loved it when it came out. I have not seen it since. So this was only the second yeah. time I had seen it. Yeah, I, I really like this movie. I think that, you know, we should talk about David O. Russell. Um, the oh, writer sure. and director is a terrible person. Yeah, um, and we'll talk about the, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's casting. Oh, sure. I, well, yeah, you can tell. I don't know about yeah. that. You can tell me. But oh, okay. David O. Russell yeah. has a long history of abuse. You can actually go on mm-hmm. to YouTube and see some behind the scenes videos of him like, screaming and like i think in certain cases like physically assaulting his actors on the sets of his movies like so many people refuse to work with him again like yeah. there's a lot of stuff from i heart huckabees um him and lily tomlin just like screaming at each other on set it's oh yeah it's wild that's, like, the big one that's on youtube yeah yeah and then of course uh apparently Around the time they were filming this movie, this didn't come out until much later when the Sony email leaks happened in like 2018, 2019, whenever that happened. Um, it turns out that David O. Russell um, sexually assaulted his uh, niece um, in uh, in 2011 and basically like all these lawyers buried it. Like it just never got like, yeah. I had so, no idea fun. about that. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And he like, he had basically admitted it you know like there was a whole yeah. it's it's um yeah it's bad he's a bad guy just... and uh yeah he's a, he's a huge guy. asshole and unfortunately yeah. some of his movies are pretty good which happens more often than you would want um but uh his most recent movie is it was apparently awful didn't see it um but it was critically and commercially completely ignored oh Amsterdam and aside from Taylor Swift getting run over which became a great <laughs> gift the movie has had no cultural impact whatsoever and apparently it's just too long and too boring so he deserves that yeah yeah and hopefully we'll never make another movie the one two punch of this movie that sucks is that it's written and directed by David L. Russell and heavily produced with heavy fingers in the pie with Harvey Weinstein oh. Weinstein Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Har- Harvey Weinstein had a lot to say about Jennifer Lawrence's appearance and um, nobody else's, just Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Who was um, 20, 21 when this movie was shot? Yeah. I think she was 22. Yeah. Well, yeah. 21 well, or 22. In 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, the whole thing is that it is interesting that Jennifer Lawrence was cast in the reason that I mentioned we'll talk about it is that I actually just watched a really interesting TikTok from a um like a film reviewer that I I really respect on TikTok who talked about the Jennifer Lawrence problem because around the same time that this was happening Jennifer Lawrence kept getting cast in these mid 30 something roles um like yeah. the role uh her character in the book is supposed to be in her mid to late 30s so i really and i wrote even at one note i would fucking love to see j law play this now with yeah bradley cooper playing it now because it she's supposed to be just as old as he is but for some reason david o russell was like nah let's go with jennifer lawrence yeah i wonder why i wonder why that was bradley cooper was 35 uh or 36 Mm -hmm. when this movie um was shot and she was yeah she was 21 i think so that's quite an age gap. Um, at one point, there is a line where he says, how old are you? And she says, old enough yeah. to have a, a husband who's dead or something. So she yeah. is definitely playing a little bit older than she is. I think like her character yeah. in the movie version is probably 25 or something. Yeah. But um, she is very young That's and she cute. has like that, like her face. <laughs> it, she, she looks, looks young. like a baby. She's very, she like know, a baby. she's got the big, big cheeks and everything. Like she looks, yeah. she looks really young, which is. Yeah, sometimes uncomfortable, but you know, yeah, acting. And I mean, uh, I think yeah. 
overall, despite those that uncomfortability, I think she's so good in this. I think she, I think oh, she's really sure. good. I mean, she did I win the Oscar for Best yeah. Actress. Not that that means a performance was good, but in this case, I think, yeah. I think, I think she, and I think he's fantastic too. Um, oh I yeah, Bradley Cooper I Oscar win. Not this year, yeah. unfortunately. As no. much as I loved Maestro, nobody else seemed to. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, it was such a shame that he didn't win the Oscar for this, because I think that his performance in this is definitely just absolutely fucking brilliant. I think that he, especially since I've spent the past few years um, portraying someone with bipolar for my job, um, multiple people with bipolar, that it was just sort of like absolutely astounding the different shit that he got into because when i first saw so my relationship with the film is um i saw it also in theaters i went with my mom i convinced my mom to go see it with me and because i knew that it was going to be like it was like nominated for golden globes at the time and i was like this is going to be nominated for oscars and i want to see at least one of the oscar movies this year (laughs) and (laughs) um so we went i think it was like our thanksgiving or like christmas movie and the entire time she just kept like looking over at me and she goes this is this is my family this is this feels real real emma i was like uh, was this a mistake coming to see us yeah but i i also didn't get the appreciation for the i don't want to say accurate because it's not you know nothing is purely accurate and everyone's mental health is personal to them obviously but uh, the very specific and nuanced choices that were made by both Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence in portraying both of their perspective mental health issues. Um, And Robert De Niro as well, because he's undiagnosed OCD and. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Really lays that on his side. Jennifer Lawrence has um, Jennifer Lawrence character. Tiffany has um, borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Bradley Cooper's character. Patrick has um, bipolar disorder and Robert De Niro has, has OCD. Robert De Niro's character, Patrizio, has... Uh, Patrizio. Pat! Yeah. Um, has, um, but yeah. yeah. So Silver Lang's playbook, it's about um, Pat, Patrick, <laughs> Bradley Cooper, who is in a mental health uh, facility and his mom comes and gets him out before the doctors his say that he's ready. His mom is played by Jackie Weaver, um, Australian Jackie Weaver. actress who She's Australian? Called... She's like, yeah, have you oh my god, have you not seen Animal Kingdom? No. The movie? They made it no. they made a TV show out, out of it, like on TNT or something years later. But there's a movie, yeah, called what? Animal Kingdom. It's her and it's that Australian actor who plays a bad guy in everything. I can't think of his name. But um, <laughs> it's, she's like she's like the matriarch of this crime family. It's it's really, really good. Yeah. What? Oh, my God. Props to her. I thought she was from, like, Boston. I mean, Philadelphia has heard this movie set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is also, before we get into it, this is kind of not really a rom-com. This is in the, the realm of things like, I mean, it's yeah. more of a rom-com than Practical Magic is or. For sure. What are there's Mystic another Pizza. movie we talked about that's not really yeah Mystic Pizza it's more of a rom com than both yeah. of those two movies are but it's very um it's more like a rom a rom um I was gonna say a romedy comedy dramedy um yeah yeah it's a, a romedy, romedy comedy you know, I, I actually I want to say that it's a romedy comedy dramedy I was gonna say a dark rom com or a rom dark com but I like romedy comedy dramedy so much better yeah it's that yeah <laughs> for sure. It's it's definitely there are some like ha ha funny moments. There were several moments I laughed out loud, but I wouldn't classify this as a comedy. Yeah, it's not like a super fun time, especially the first half yeah. of it. Um is Oh yeah. It's very it's so I mean it's it's manic. Like it's the yeah. the, the camera does it does with the the zooms and the whip pans and everything. Like it is yeah. it starts so fast. And kind of keeps that pace, yeah, throughout really until until they have the dance montage, I think, yeah, but then you have five minutes left <laughs> no 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 the 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 dance montage where they're starting to learn how to dance, oh where they're okay, okay. they're watching yeah. Moses supposes, and yeah, what's the song that's playing, I don't remember, 
Oh, oh, it's a girl from the North Country. Um, my Bob yeah. Dylan. Yeah. Um, yeah. At yeah, that yeah. point is when it kind of, which is, I guess, maybe a little bit more than halfway through, is when it really kind of, kind of finally slows down a little bit. But it is, yeah. He gets out of the of the mental hospital. He's checked out against doctor's orders, so he's going to therapy. Mm-hmm. He's not taking his pills. His nope. his dad thinks that he's the 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 good luck charm for the Philadelphia Eagles. His dad is being a bookie. He's got the juju. Yeah. Because he lost his pension. And it's just so, and he's obsessed with getting back with his, his wife who, you know, they're separated um, because of this thing that happened. (laughs) This thing that happened, this thing being that he walked in on his wife um, hooking up with the history teacher. They're all teachers. I'm assuming you never really find out. Yeah. They're all high school teachers. Yeah. Yeah all high school teachers and he walks in and his wedding song is playing and um, he walks in and his wife's in the shower. And from the way the camera angle is, is from his POV. And so you don't see that the history teacher is going down on his wife. And so he beats the history teacher almost to death. So his wife gets a restraining order out on him. He goes to a mental health facility because the courts deem him to. And it's this whole thing, obviously. (laughs) So he gets out and then his first thing, which was my first LOL moment, which was, hey, mom, can we go to the library? I want to get out all of Nikki's syllabus. <laughs> yeah, I want to read all of her high school. Um, yeah. The, the books she's teaching her high school kids so I can talk to her about it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, he, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> he is, he is all over the place. He is. Yeah. You know, just a mile a minute constantly. Like he is, he's obsessed with getting back with her and it's just obvious to everyone else who talks to him that you know that's just not something that's going to happen and it takes most of the movie for him to kind of I think accept that himself you know yeah yeah but then I mean that's, that's what it's about yeah pretty much well and then there's the whole romance part of it which is i feel like that's that's the dramedy part of it the whole romance part of it is he runs into he's like really into running and working out which is like what's helping him it helped him in the hospital and so like well and his wife thought he was fat oh yeah and i mean we get these glimpses that you know i mean she did cheat i mean she did cheat on him but we also get these other glimpses that you know she's not probably the best person um that's and that's one of them yeah he said that you know yeah he said you know we would get in these fights we wouldn't talk for weeks and that's normal and you know she wanted me to uh to to lose weight all the time and you know so it's um it's not that he was the only person at fault in this in this marriage although beating someone to death is worse than cheating on them i should i i think we're prepared to make that yeah and i mean like i don't want to victim blame or anything but the entire time i'm just like but like Patrick, Pat, before he went into the hospital, he explains that he was just like white knuckling it. He was undiagnosed bipolar and Mm. with like manic episodes. And the entire time before he was convinced that his wife and the history teacher were um, conspiring against him. And he obviously, because of his dad, I'm assuming has temper issues from what you can see. So like, girl if you're gonna leave your husband do it the right way don't cheat on him (laughs) yeah like that's just uh, that's it's asking it's just for it's yeah and also the stupidest choice like yeah yeah. the way she went i at least in my opinion the way she went about it was stupid i mean i'm not saying that's an excuse for him to beat a man almost to death (laughs) yeah in no way shape or form i'm just saying you knew who you married. You knew what he's like. You also left the door open to the shower of you getting going down on. Um, what? What is? Are you using your noggin? Using your brain? <laughs> You're a teacher. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone in this movie has some kind of undiagnosed mental illness. So you know, maybe yeah. she's got one too. You know. That's very true. I mean, that was actually we don't one really of my get notes, much but... of Nikki. Uh, we meet you her don't. sister Julia Stiles. Yeah, and Julia Stiles is the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of a bitch. 
And I forgot she, she popped up in well. this. She's one of those people yeah. who like, you know, disappeared forever. And it's like, oh, Julia Stiles. This is like yeah, the most recent movie I can I can think of with Julia Stiles in it. Yeah. We will we will definitely be covering ten things I hate about you at some point. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Not to mention Save the Last Dance. Oh, Save the Last Dance. Oh, <laughs> so good. Just a classic. No, it's um not. also no, it's uh, not. filmed it's and shot movie. here in Chicago. Save the last. Sure days. is, sure is. Not boy, this oh movie. Boy. This movie was uh, took place and filmed in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yep, and it feels it. Want to time in Philadelphia? No, I've actually never been. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been a few times. I don't really have any strong feelings about Philadelphia. Yeah. Bradley Cooper loves Philadelphia, though. Bradley Cooper has a Philly cheese truck. Uh, Philly Philly cheesesteak truck in New York, or at least he did well, during the strike. There. He's from Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's a huge Eagles fan. He was he was making he was making them himself. Like he was it, he wasn't like he didn't like Bradley own the truck. Cooper. He was in the truck making Philly cheesesteaks during the strike. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Oh, I love you, Bradley Cooper. He's a sweetie. Yeah, he's a sweetie. As far as we know, yeah. As yeah, until something comes out tomorrow and we learn Bradley Cooper's a monster, which hopefully won't happen. Yeah. We've got at least two episodes where Katie waxes rhapsodic about Bradley Cooper and his soulful puppy dog eyes. Ah, I did say um, Bradley Cooper, when he's in that button down at the final dance, uh, I swooned a little. Just him walking into that ballroom. Yeah. Like the rest He's of the movie, sexy. I was like, "Fine, I can control myself." But like, what, you, not in the sweatpants with the garbage bag over it. That didn't do it for you. Absolutely not. No. Um. Anyway, so Julia Stiles is married to Pat's best I'll friend. I'll take him any way I can get him. Just for the record. <laughs> Even with a garbage bag over his sweats. Wow. Hell yeah. He's running. <laughs> Um, but Julia Stiles is married to uh, um, Pat's best friend, and they're having their own marriage issues. They just had a baby. And um, Pat runs into his BFF, I forget this guy's name, when he's uh, just on, on one of his runs. Ronnie. And, yeah. he, you know, j- asks about if Ronnie is in touch with Nikki and blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, why don't you come over for dinner? Come over and see the house. And he's like, I don't know. Veronica doesn't really like me that much. And she's like, he's like, what are you talking about? Veronica likes you. And he gives some reason that you're just like, oh, no, Julia Stiles definitely fucking hates Pat. And um, but then he goes, well, if she hates you so much, why would she invite you? And then Julia Stiles pops out of the window and goes, did you invite him to dinner yet? Did he say yes? And here's the thing. So, like, are they trying to set him up with yeah. Tiffany? Like, cause oh, that's, 100%. But, but why, I guess, is the question. Why would you set I've... up these two, like, mentally ill, like, very, like, struggling people in your life? Like, neither of them seem ready for a relationship, you know? Like, No, but I guess, like, in the sort of, like, sisterly way, you'd be like, well, my sister's single, and this guy's single, and I want to get him off of my friend's, like, radar, because she has a restraining order about him, so why don't we just set him up, see what happens? I guess. It doesn't seem very smart. Not a lot of smart decisions made by any of the characters in this movie, honestly. No. No. It's not about a bunch of... Well adjusted people doing good though, so I guess we can give <laughs> no, that a pass. Some yeah, yeah. Some might say this movie is and about then, not being adjusted. Yeah, and then we meet Tiffany, who is played by Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence. Um Baby Tiffany and J-Law. she's she's a fucking mess too, man. Like Yeah. Um, she's a hoot and a half. Like this the second she like comes on screen, it's just like the two of them are just like spinning in different like ways uh yeah. at each other and, and bouncing off each other throughout um and she so here's a question so yeah she basically says the first thing she says to him is she's like you know um i don't she she convinces him to walk her home and mm-hmm. she says that this is a date which he did not understand um, yeah. and she's like uh well you know i live with my parents but it's a it's a it's, a, it's an attached garage and I have a separate entrance. So you can fuck me as long as you leave the lights off. 
<laughs> and he goes, um, he goes, I'm married. And she goes, well, so am I. And she holds up her wedding ring. And he says, yeah, but that doesn't yeah. count. Your husband's dead. He says, your husband's <laughs> dead to this woman. Like no fewer than 10 times in this movie. So many times. So yeah, many yeah. times. Oh, man. And he's, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence has the great line of, uh, well, you say more inappropriate things than appropriate things. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And he does. It's true. Yeah. Um, so they go to this, they go, she, they go to this diner on Halloween uh, because she says that she'll write a letter to Nikki uh, for mm-hmm. him. So he go he, ta- he, he takes her to this diner and he orders Raisin Bran. And, yeah, to make sure uh, it's not a date. Make sure it's not a date. And um, and she tells him that she got fired. And here's what I want to talk to you about. She says that she got yeah. fired for sleeping with everyone in the office. Yeah. And do you think that's true? Honestly, I do. Really? I think I think that it's oh, at least 75% true. Maybe not everyone. Yeah. Right, that's what I think. Like, I think that she was definitely sleeping with at least maybe two people from the from the the office, and that's how you know she lost her job because yeah. these people got in a fight or whatever. But the way that the story is, is the way that the story is shot and the way that she is portraying it makes me believe that she's lying. Um, okay. And I don't know why I necessarily got that impression, but I think it's partially because like she's trying to turn him on. You know, like she he's like were any of them women? And she's like, yes. And he's like, what was that yeah. like? And she's like, hot. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, so she's do you certainly think that's playing because it up. of the next yeah. few lines? She's definitely playing it up. But I think that there is like a hard truth to it of her um, getting fired because she slept with enough people in the office for it to cause an issue. And for yeah, her boss yeah. to like point out, hey, you're the center of this tornado. Get out of yeah. here. Yeah. That's how but. I lost my job at Barnes and Noble. Um, <laughs> not true. Slept with too many people. <laughs> uh, the so one of the things that she says, I think that um, that I really liked is, uh, you know, he calls her a slut and she says, "Well, I'm not a slut anymore, but I like that part of myself." Can you say the same? Yeah. And I think a lot of what this movie is about is about like coming to terms with the parts of yourself that that maybe you don't like or are embarrassed of and learning yeah. to like them. Um, yeah. And I thought that oh, was really absolutely. sweet. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, think... and then he uses that as a defense towards her when another guy that she, he like goes to go meet with her and she doesn't answer the door and her parents do. And her parents, you know, give him the ninth degree or whatever. And um, is that a term? I don't know. But they are just sort of like, get degree. out of then here. There's only three the degrees. Third degree. Yeah. Oh, the third degree. <laughs> um, they're like, get out of here. Nikki doesn't, or not Nikki, Tiffany doesn't need you. Tiffany doesn't need this. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm just a friend. I'm just a friend. And then just as he's having this interaction, a guy that she like, you know, booty calls all the time shows up and he yeah. goes, hey, uh, is Tiffany here? And, and he does that really lovely sort of defense of her of like, hey, man, look. She doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> She's a, yeah. She, some girls are like really kinky and into that. And like some girls are just a little, a little bird with a broken wing that needs to heal. And I feel like yeah. let's let this bird heal. She's artistic. You, 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 yeah. you don't need that. You need to go home. Yeah. Yeah. It was so sweet. Um, and so it's sweet lovely. in a, in a, in a way with like this idiot boy defending you kind of way, you know, yeah. like it cuts to her exactly. and she's listening and she like smiles to herself, but like, yeah, it's also very stupid. It's so stupid, but also at the same time, like, I feel like they have a really nice sort of, at least the two characters have sort of, you know, opposites attract sort of in their mental illness and that he says more inappropriate things than appropriate things. And she you know, goes off the deep end and, you know, is super depressed, but at the same time, his nonsense talking can get her out of it, and then her, like, touch with reality can get him out of his nonsenseness. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it is, like, you know, some of the criticism of this movie is that, like, you know, love cures mental illness, you Mm, know? Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, Which, obviously, it doesn't, but the movie, like, you know, the movie ends at a certain point, you know, like, yeah, so we don't we don't know what happens. It's certainly like I feel that the the two of them 
manage to to even each other out a little bit. Yeah, I think that's what I was getting at. They even each other out. Yeah, yeah. And like they know so how happens? to deal with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then, so go on. So they're at the diner, and Tiffany um, offers to write the letter for for Pat. If yeah, he will uh, do this dance competition with her because she does like ballroom yeah. dance competitions, and she's yeah. not good at it, but she likes doing it. She likes doing um, it, and so and I love that. After some some arguing, he agrees, uh, and yeah. they start like practicing this dance routine. And this is the point where the movie kind of like slows down a little bit. Yeah. And it's uh, also periodically throughout, you also get these wonderful side characters like his therapist, Dr. Patel, who yes. is a huge Eagles fan. Um, ever since uh, Deshaun Dr. Jackson Patel is the man. Yeah. Yeah. Wear Deshaun the jersey. Jackson is the man. You should wear the jersey. And I love that he asked his therapist for fashion advice before going to this dinner. He's like, um, my yeah. mom has this really nice outfit from the Gap that she got for me to wear, but I want to wear that. I want to wear this jersey my brother got me. He goes, who's on the jersey? He goes, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson is the man. Wear the jersey. Um, and and so Dr. Patel and then also um, his, his friend from the hospital who keeps popping up. And Chris Tucker, who pops up yeah. and... Every single time they're like, uh, orderlies from the hospital come and they're like, mm, you said that you were he's supposed like, to be out. Nope, like, that I was got out. And he's like, no, he escaped from the mental institution <laughs> He escaped again. constantly. But he has this really lovely moment of like teaching them the different, he helps choreograph their dance. And it's really mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. And... And yeah, and basically they do this dance competition. You, There's some stuff with betting and why you shouldn't be well, a gambler. There's this whole thing where, like, they, he, his Robert De Niro, Patrizio, his dad, Patrizio. is obsessed with the, is obsessed with the, um, with the, with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's got yeah. all this money on this game. He's trying to open a restaurant, and he's got all this money on this game. Uh, and he, so he sends Bradley Cooper, who he thinks is his good luck charm, to the game, like you and his, and, um, his brother, Shay Wiggum. Yeah. And all the, all the characters, the, the therapist is there. He's got his face painted green. Yeah. Um, it's so great. All the characters go to the, the game and he, of course, gets into a fight because everywhere he goes, he gets into a fight. And, yeah. um, he, he gets back and Robert De Niro is like so mad at him. He's like, the Eagles lost because you, you know, did this. This is all your fault. You know, yeah. his father has OCD. This is your he's fault. Upset. Like he's, yeah. he has to hold the remotes in a certain way. He's got a handkerchief. Like he has all these like, yeah. like obsession, obsession, obsessives that he has to do in order for the Eagles to win. Right. Um, yeah. And he's obsessed with superstition and Jennifer Lawrence comes and is like yelling at him because he didn't show up for their like dance rehearsal because he went, to do this thing for his dad and yeah. she tells robert de niro is like no listen the, the 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 eagles won when he was with me we were running and then the phillies won when uh we were doing our first rehearsal and every yeah. time he's with me the eagles win so you should bet all the money on this eagles game where they're playing a football team of some kind um the, during the, oh, the dance the, competition the cowboys it's the Cowboys. You're right. It's the Cowboys. Cause that's yeah. the guy that the, that his, that yeah. Robert De Niro's friend slash enemy. Um, yeah. Has he's, t- he's taken all his money and he's like, okay, double or nothing on the Phillies yeah. Eagles game. But also we're going to do a parlay, which is yeah. not just pirate talk. Um, it's also <laughs> it's a betting thing where you, where you have two bets apparently. And so yeah. Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence have to get, fives out of 10 uh yeah, so you know 10. seems doable at the dance competition and the eagles have to beat the cowboys for robert de niro to get all this money so he can open his restaurant yeah um and then that that's actually a great segue into charlie's corner charlie's corner <laughs> um during this movie which my husband thoroughly enjoyed he turns to me Have at the seen scene it before? and he goes Oh no, he'd never seen it. I've been the thing is I've been oh, trying yeah. to get Charlie to watch this movie for probably years, like five wow. years, six years, like Why did several he not want years. To watch it? He just was never in the mood. He was like, I don't sure. know. It seems like I don't know. And every time I, because I would always suggest it either like around the Super Bowl or around like 
it feels like a fall, like November movie to me. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, yeah, well, why don't yeah. we watch Silver Linings Playbook? And he's like, ah, I don't know. And so finally, oh my God, this I, was just my got, chance, I just Katie. got Katie. Play, playbook is a thing from football. I just got that. Yeah. I did not no. understand that. I mean, like, he's really? talking about Silver Linings constantly. And I thought it was yeah. like, I was thinking, like, his playbook about how he is going to. But it's about the football. No, it's about okay, football. No. It's about I don't football, think about Katie. Sports. I don't know about sports. <laughs> and so I was like, Charlie, it's like, you know, two things that you have appreciation for that you you you'll enjoy. And but anytime Does Charlie that, like know, American football? Oh yeah, he loves American football. He oh, absolutely loves it. Yeah, he oh. loves all sports. Um it's it's a thing. <laughs> The expression, for those of you who don't have the video, the expression on Emma's face was not an eye roll. It was just a deep sadness passing quickly over her face and then gone. (laughs) Well, like, it's there. There have been times that I've come downstairs and Charlie will be playing his video games. He'll have an American football game on his phone. And then a um, football, football, European, British football game on my laptop in front of him. Soccer so he will have that. soccer. Yes. And I believe that the video game I once watched in on him playing while this was happening was a, was a cricket game. game. Uh, it was no. him, which, yes, cricket has a video game and my husband loves it. I don't know of why. Course. I don't know why. He's, um, because he's British. Yeah. I know why because he's british so like but you know you know that thing like when you're married and you keep like trying to force your significant other to watch something and the more they want to say no yeah my mine is the apple tv program for all mankind oh is that good it's so good it's my favorite show oh okay i'm gonna put it on my list it's okay i told you about it a year ago it's fine oh well then i watched fringe katie (laughs) You watched Fringe independently of me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was because of you. Uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so I was like, Charlie, you know, let's watch this. But the more and more you push it, the more and more he was just like, no, I don't want to. And so yeah. finally, this was this was my chance. This was my chance. And so we watched it and he loved it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I knew he was going to love it. I knew. And really so good. at the end, he turns to me and he goes, in England, a parlay is called an accumulator. <laughs> and I was like, that's Does Charlie nice. bet on British sports? Um Is he like he one of the is he really... one of the is he a draft king? No draft king. No. I got that. He... I pulled that out. I didn't think I was gonna Look pull it you. out. I get Drafting. ads for them all the time on fucking oh, Instagram. Sure. It's like, why do you think yeah. I care about this? <laughs> I don't watch football. I don't care. Um, he doesn't, but you know, in England, um, <laughs> especially after Christmas, from like every single time that I mentioned England on this podcast, I was sternly corrected by many family members being like, Emma, that's not true. Many things we say on this podcast are not true. It's fine. As we've said, it's like, fine. we got in trouble. Our friend Madison uh, sent me a message on Instagram saying it's not McGriff the it's not Griff the crime oh. dog it's McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> he takes a bite out of crime. I I listened to the simply the simply irresistible episode is the one that just came out most recently before we recorded yeah. this and I listened to that for the first time since we recorded it back in October. And I apparently gave Christopher Durang a Pulitzer Prize because I call him <laughs> Pulitzer Prize winning playwright Christopher Durang. And I he, tra- he did that. not win a Pulitzer Prize. Um, maybe he deserved one. I don't know. But he, he definitely did has feels not won a Pulitzer right. Prize. At least not yet. But it feels he is right. still alive. And yeah, I feel like yeah. there's something else that I definitely got 100% wrong in that episode. And I was thinking, I was listening to it. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not true. That's just 100% not true. We're not that kind of podcast, y'all. <laughs> We're not. I said in episode one that Rob Rain- Reiner was dead. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Four yeah. months later, he's still alive. So still alive. Still alive. Still kicking. Every 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 ten episodes, we're gonna have a check in on Rob Reiner. <laughs> 
how's Rob Reiner doing? Rob Reiner well, I mean, is we're gonna, uh, still alive. We'll probably do. We'll probably do at least like three or four more of his movies. Like he's got. Oh, some, for sure. Got, yeah, really, really top heavy career, but he's got a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got Princess Bride. He's got others. <laughs> <laughs> um, the American President is another rom com. We could do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also did um, Misery and Stand by Me and This Is Spinal Not Tap, rom-coms. which we probably <laughs> won't do on this podcast. No, we won't do those. But when we get to Princess Bride, I want everyone to know that when we get to Princess Bride, it's going to be a very special episode because that will be me forcing my husband to watch it again after he watched it when we were first married and told me he didn't like it. Insert your gasps oh, here. I, I just, it's not a yeah. gasp. It's a heaviness of the heart. It's like, exactly. a, oh, it's, it's like a, a shard of ice lodged itself yeah. in my chest. Like, man, so I'm going to bring that up like rough. five more times. That is rough. Yeah. It is. How do you I, not that love is, that movie? That's like top five favorite movie of all time for me. Yeah. Um, for most people. And it's, yeah. And it's, it's, it's Caitlin, my, my partner's favorite movie. And when we do that yeah. episode, she is going to guest. And yeah. when we do basketball, Charlie will guess. <laughs> basketball, there is a romance in it. We're not doing basketball. Absolutely no. No, we're not doing form. basketball. No, but I'm sure there's some movie that Charlie will guest on. Oh, we yeah. have our I'm, partners I'm doing, on it at some yeah. point. Yeah. At some you point. At see some why point. we are the way we are, listeners. <laughs> and why we say the things that we say about them. I like the idea that Charlie's accent is forever a mystery to the listeners. <laughs> they just don't know what he sounds like because my impression changes every episode. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it stays in the realm of like uh, Cockney child, you know, like Cockney. Technically, his dad's from the East End, so okay. yeah. he's not Cockney. But hey, um, like anyway, so what? Name. Heidi. <laughs> Katie. 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 Oh, and um, listeners, I will have you guys know, Katie, Charlie, and I went out for cocktails last week, and Charlie ordered a beer, which was, <laughs> what was it? What was it? The, the, the party pillow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, yes, excuse me, can I have a party pillow? And Emma and I just immediately devolve into giggles. And then the waiter also, I think the waiter thought it was pretty charming because. Oh, the waiter thought it was so all, charming. You made him repeat it like three times. And then every time For he sure. ordered one, the waiter, the waiter comes back. It's like, so you, you're going to say it again? <laughs> <laughs> A party pillow. <laughs> yeah. There's just certain phrases. Oh, it was you great. Know? It's so great. It's so great. Like there's a yogurt shop in that he saw that he says for everyone, which is Yogli Mowgli. And he says, Yogli Mowgli. Now that was Julie Andrews. That you had to have heard that that was Yogli Julie Andrews when you did Mowgli. it, right? Um, my husband is Julie Andrews. Did you oh, not know? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, what so I was going to say So this movie. Is... <laughs> Wait, did you? No, no. Please continue. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say in England, they, um, betting is legal. So it's very common. So Charlie, well, he personally now. doesn't bet. It's legal here? Yeah. Yeah. So when this movie was made, it was not legal. But in like 2018 or maybe 2020, oh. I don't know. Again, I don't do it. Um, do yeah, it. that's. The ads for the, that, that's what we're talking about, the ads on Instagram for the, for the DraftKings or whatever. Yeah, it's legal. I thought they have all these apps. Like a... It's everywhere. You can't get away from it. Like, I'm at my parents' house and I have to watch commercials. Like, every third commercial is for fucking DraftKings or, or BetMGM or <laughs> like sports betting things. Like, I mean, I mean, I guess it's like legal weed, right? So, like, I mean, yeah, that's what I, I was going to say. Like, I thought that now. it was like, yeah. Like when you're in so Indiana like, and you see a commercial for a dispensary or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. But so so sports betting is legal nationwide. That That's a federal law that they passed. Uh, but, but we didn't um, make weed legal? Well, not yet. But I'm just saying, I was just wondering if like the bookies, like Robert De Niro in this movie, like got put out of business when betting became legal but i'm sure there's all kinds of taxes and fees and plenty of people yeah. still go to a bookie just like plenty of people still have their plug 
and don't go to the dispensaries yeah. for weed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Robert De Niro would be fine because he opened his restaurant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how does it end, I mean, Emma? We- how does the movie end? The movie ends, so they do the dance competition, and they, um, well, uh, Veronica, Tiffany's sister, brings Nikki along, and uh, Tiffany has given, previously, Pat, a letter back from Tiffany, or from Nikki, and he reads it, and you're just like, oh, Nikki wrote him back a letter, okay, saying, I'm so proud of you. I'm not ready for us to like lift a restraining order yet, but like I'm really proud of you. This sounds awesome. And then they convince Bradley Cooper to do this dance competition because like as soon as the parlay happens, he's like, Absolutely not. The absolutely not. I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not gonna be a part of this. And so Tiffany tells Bradley Cooper's parents, she's like, Well, the only way that we can get him to do this is if we convince him that Nikki's gonna be there. But Nikki isn't going to be there. But then, behind her back, her sister invited Nikki, and Nikki actually does come. And yeah, so yeah. it's this whole thing because you sort of get it that by that point that the response letter wasn't written by Nikki; it was written by Tiffany. Well, to he, sort figures of keep this he figures yeah, it he out. He figures it out before the out. dance because she uses yeah. the same phrase, which I've already forgotten. But oh, um, it's uh, look at the signs. Oh yeah, if I'm the one who's looking at the signs, yeah, which is what she yeah. says to Robert De Niro when she convinces him to to that that she that she, him being with her is the is the thing that's that's lucky. Uh, Bradley yeah. Cooper figures it out, yeah, yeah. But then in that scene, it's so sweet because he realizes it, but then at the same time, he realizes that he loves her, and so he continues letting her believe that he's going to believe that Nikki's going to be there. But then Nikki actually is there, and Tiffany sort of like has like a goes out the deep end so she's like starts drinking just straight vodka before the dancing and bradley cooper hunts her down he's like what are you doing and get your shit together and so then they do the dance they have a great time it's very charming very cute it's not great um but it's yeah, very but it's charming so cute. cute it's it's so yeah. charming is such the right word for it yeah it's oh it's yeah really it's, it's so such charming. a great it's so well shot like that that yeah. piece of shit can really like shoot a movie who who um Who's the cinematographer on this movie? I'll look that up while you continue to talk oh, about that. Oh, I've noted. I, I do know that the um, choreographer was Mandy Moore, who also choreographed La La Land and um, the Eras Tour. So- sure. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Not- thumbs down to Mandy Moore. I was like, Mandy Moore's a very talented choreographer. No, no, no. Thumbs down to La La Land. You can send well, your angry emails about how much I hate La La Land to go get your girl pod at gmail.com. <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, just so the listeners know, Emma loves fucking La La Land. So you're welcome. Okay. Well, if we ever do um, an episode about it, it's going to be real contentious. It's going to be no, so not. much arguing. Um, no, it'll be fine. No, it'll, it'll be great. Uh, that's what makes the good cinematographer content. is, oh my God. I'm not going to get, okay. Uh-oh. Um, Masanobu Taki. Takiyanagi. That's that's probably close. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not familiar. Who did lots of other things? Spotlight. Oh, oh that makes sense with the way that this looks. Yeah. Um, did he also do American Hustle? Because it also felt very. I mean, he did not do no? American Hustle. He did oh, the Pale okay. Blue Eye with Christian Bale, which came out in twenty twenty two. I've so never good. heard of that. Swan Song with Mahershala Ali, which I also never saw. That's a, that was an Apple TV movie. Um, oh, you saw The Pale Blue Eye? I've never even heard of that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, basically, it's about this, like, army guy in 1800s New England, and he becomes BFFs with Edgar Allan Poe, who's the original Evo fuckboy. And oh. <laughs> they solve a crime. I like that. Who plays Edgar Allan Poe? Oh, it's oh, the guy yeah. from Harry Potter. You'll have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's um, it's yeah. What's his name? Neville Longbottom. Yeah, yeah. It's Neville Longbottom, and the entire time you're just like, oh my god, am I sexually attracted to Edgar Allan Poe? And by the end of it, I'm just like, yes, I am attracted to Edgar. That Allen happened Poe. like as soon as he like you know became an adult. You know, like it was like, yeah. oh, Neville, Neville got sexy. When did that happen? <laughs> But like add in brooding Edgar Allan Poe reading oh, no, poetry yeah, yeah, about yeah, no. how he's sad. Um, 2005 yeah. Emma would swoon. 
yeah, he wants to go lay with his dead wife in her own crypt by the sea. Like, that's hot. Exactly. Super hot. He's super into murder. And I'm just like, same Edgar Allan Poe. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 2005 teen goth Emma. Really into, yeah, way into Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, Yeah. Uh, the crow never more <laughs> i didn't like that also did you call it the crow say the crow never more i meant the raven the yeah. crow is a movie that also emo emma was supposed to be obsessed with but she never actually saw it she just told a bunch of boys she totally saw it and she liked it Oh my god, that's so real. That's so real. So real. Nothing in my totally body wanted that. to yeah. see the crow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Caitlin made me watch it this Halloween. I saw it for the first time. Oh. Um, How is it? It's not bad. It's, it's, it's okay. Funny. I mean, it's really sad because yeah. he dies. Yeah. You know, the actor yeah. famously died while making it with like a with, yeah. with a um a bad gun prop. It, he got shot. It fucking sucks. But yeah. um, but yeah, it's. You know, it's very 90s, like, kind of the craft, dark, you know, alt, Gen mm, X goth gothy. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like Blade. Well, I think Blade's really different, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well. I I remember, I haven't, I don't think I've even, to this day, seen Blade 1, but I have seen Blade 3. <laughs> have you not seen Blade 2, the good one? Blade, I saw the one with Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, that's three. That's the really that's the really bad one. Blade two is directed by Guillermo del Toro. You liked Blade three? I really liked Blade three. Oh dear. Um, we watched all three Blade movies. I think two Halloweens ago, and the first one we saw the first the first one was in the was in the music box of horror in oh, nice. twenty twenty two. So we saw that, and then we okay. went home and we watched Blade two and Blade three. And Blade one is 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 good, and Blade two is really yeah. good, and Blade three is awful. Yeah. yeah. But Ryan Reynolds is very hot in Blade 3, which was a revelation that at the time. It. That was yeah. when he became hot. Yeah. Because That's he went when he from like hot. funny supporting guy to like, yeah. like sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I liked it was because he was super hot. And then also, what's her name from Seventh Heaven? Um, Jessica oh Biel. Jessica Biel was in it and she looked really great and she was just really cool. And I was just like, yeah. Jessica Biel, Ryan Reynolds. Was in Blade 3? I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't remember Yeah. She does like a cool um, I'm, I'm thing sure with some right. sword. Sure. I've I seen mean, Blade Jessica 3 always many hot. times. Oh, I've no. Seen it too many times. Um, and yeah. me, me looking it up right now, I, I hate to tell you that it's actually not called Blade 3. It's called Blade Trinity. <laughs> Blade 3. Much like The Crow by Edgar Allan yeah. Poe. I was going to call it Blade X, and then I was like, that feels wrong. That's too many blades. Yeah. That's too many blades. Anyway, so Silver Linings Playbook. Tell us how this ends, Katie. Uh, wait, no, I just said you tell us how it ends. I was oh, looking damn. At the okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, so basically, they, they do the dance competition. It's very charming. It's very cute. And then... then uh, as soon as it ends, they get a five miraculously and they're super excited. And everyone else at the dance competition is like, wow, they're really excited about fives. That's mm-hmm. good for them. And then Bradley Cooper walks over to Nikki, breaks a hug with Jennifer Lawrence and walks over to Nikki. So rightfully so, Jennifer Lawrence is like, well, fuck. And so she storms out. And he has this like really nice, it looks like a very civil, nice conversation with Nikki. You don't hear any of it. It's all we don't, we done don't just... It, yeah. Yeah, you don't hear any of it. And so then he turns around and he goes, where's Tiffany? And they're like, I don't know. I think she left. So then he runs after her and he runs down the street. He has to go get his girl. He has to go get his girl because Robert De Niro gives the go get your girl speech. Yeah. Robert De Niro. Oh, I thought I wrote down a quote from it, but I didn't. Um, But yeah, so he turns around. He's like, where's Tiffany? And... Robert De Niro basically says, you know, I'm sure Nikki is fine, whatever. But like, dude, you're obviously super in love with Tiffany. Go get your girl in much more Robert De Niro ways. And so yeah, he chases yeah, yeah. after her and you know he finds a great her. Robert De Niro impression, by the way. 
Caitlin. Who? Oh, really? That's a surprise. Yeah, it is. I yeah. wouldn't expect it's that. It's mostly in I the face. It's the like. Yeah. Like mm, whatever he Robert does. Yeah, she does it really well. Yeah. <laughs> That's mine is mm, Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so he chases after Tiffany. And then finally he like corners her on this like street with these beautiful Christmas lights. And he goes, hey, I just want you to know, I just have, I have one more letter for you. I have one more letter. And she, she's just like, I'm not, I don't care. I don't fucking care. And so he's just like, just read it. Will you just read it? And so she opens it and she's like, this is so stupid. This is so, I hate you. And she goes, dear Tiffany. And then she like stops and she like reads it seriously. And basically it's him being like, I know that you wrote the other letter. I know that I love you. I've known since the moment I met you. I'm so sorry it took me so long to catch up, which I think is such a beautiful, like yeah. one of these like little monologues. I think it's just, I think it's just so sweet. Like just hearing that, I'm so sorry it took me so long to catch up is just so sweet. It makes yeah. me really emotional yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. But that's basically the movie. Yeah. 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 It's sweet. It's, um, yeah. It's not where you expect the movie to end based on the, based on how it begins, yeah. you know? Like exactly. it is, it is surprisingly positive and, uh, and, and sweet. And that's why we yeah. covered it on this podcast. Exactly. Cause that's exactly. what we're about. <laughs> we're about sweet and adorable and we. Holding the horrors yeah. at bay by yes. watching things that make us feel like maybe some things will be okay. Yeah. What can make us feel swoon worthy, swoonable. Yeah. Yeah. And that is Bradley sure. Cooper saying, I'm so sorry it took me so long to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So that's Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts, feelings, and opinions? Well, oh, the iPod house. <gasps> the iPod like, house. How oh dated is that? Where they so Julia it's, Stiles it's, house. It's, Julia Stiles, they've renovated the house, and so in every room of the house, there's like a little dock on the wall where you can put an yes! iPod. And like not only, I mean, that's dated. I mean, this movie came out um, so dated. thirteen years ago at this point. Um, so that's dated. That's dated to a certain extent, but I think the iPod like changed the bottom of it like almost immediately. Yeah. You know, like almost immediately. So have to redo all of those, but it's just very funny for them to be like, "You got an iPod?" And Bradley Cooper's like, "No, I don't have an iPod." And they're like, "Why don't you have an iPod? Who doesn't have an iPod?" And I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> That feels like yeah. a million years ago. Yeah. Um, my note is, God, remember iPods? <laughs> Even in 2012, like everybody, like so many people had, had iPhones or, you know, yeah. um, you know, Androids or whatever. But like, yeah, it's just, it's just funny how something that came out in 2012 can be a period piece. Also, I noted uh, Unsquare Dance by Dave Brubeck, uh, one of the all-time best needle drops um, in any movie. (laughs) It's in a bunch of movies. Like, it's just, it's a great song. I love it very much. It's very cinematic. You know what I'm talking about? What, which song, where is that? Um, It's when, um, it's when they're going to the diner, I think. Um, But it's the, um, oh, it's the it's like from the it's a jazz song from like the the 40s or 50s but it, it's like it's in 7/4 so the, it's like the claps and it's like oh. it's really like odd oh. time signature it's like lurching um but it's just yeah. a really great it's in it's in a million movie montages and it's just it's a it's always welcome yeah for me nice i'm going to have to look that up i just learned something yeah. there you go yeah <laughs> Um, oh, that's what I wanted to mention. So if you want something to cringe even more about this movie about. So Jennifer Lawrence, like I mentioned, Harvey Weinstein had a lot to say about her appearance in this movie, as did David O. Russell. David O. Russell told her she had to gain weight. And I guess she did. She looks fine. She still looks, I mean, I guess for 2013, she's not as thin, but like, I, I still felt like she was relatively thin because in the book, yeah. Tiffany is meant to be a, a little bit more curvier. And then they did an initial screen test because in the book, she's a little bit more goth. Like she has like heavier eyeliner, wears a lot more like goth clothing, um, has sure. like blacker hair. Her hair in this is like more of a reddish brunette. And um, she did a, she did a screen test for it. And 
Harvey Weinstein said, absolutely not. We're not making Jennifer Lawrence that goth. Probably wouldn't have won the Oscar uh, in goth makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, but I think that it was like more lines along the lines of like pieces of April uh, is what. Okay. Tiffany's so not, um, not the girl with the dragon tattoo, like somewhere. In no, 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 no. Like more like pieces of April. Like. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Like just like black hair, heavy eyeliner. Like she's, she's feeling her feeling. She never left 2006. So that feels weird. Never leaving 2006. I don't know. I was assured by some people recently that scene is coming back. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. My yeah. friend Gia, uh, Gia shout out, um, yeah. is gonna get is gonna get the raccoon, uh, like. <gasps> Uh, high yes. things. She, oh my she god! Swears, so we'll see. We'll see if they, she ends oh up. Oh my doing god! That. Oh my god! I just bought Vans too, so this is perfect. <laughs> I just need some like bracelets and yeah. um, you know, Panic at the Disco. Call it a day. Uh, crimp, uh, crimpers. You know, like crimpers. Just like some spikies, some spiky mm. hairs. <laughs> so that was Silver Lang's playbook. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about it. Good movie. Yeah, great movie. I really, really love this movie. I think it's really fantastic. For the most part, like I said at the beginning, I think that it the nuance-ness of its portrayal of mental health, while there is some problematic moments in it, I think that they do a really great job of just sort of portraying mental health through families, whether checked or unchecked, and through individuals, just really interestingly. Yeah. Um, what are we doing next week? Yeah, so I had a long, hard think about this. Emma's moving this weekend, so I was like, I yeah. want something that's going to be nice and light that like I can watch, whether it be this weekend in Scranton, Pennsylvania, or next week when we are in our new house and it's just sort of like nice and light after like moving. So yeah. I, I have wanted to watch this movie. I've never seen it, but it's on mm. Netflix and it. I mean, it's a rom-com. Uh, look both ways. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I started it and never finished it when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Lily Reinhardt. Yeah, uh, with Lily Reinhardt. I think it's more another comedy, what about, a romedy comedy dramedy, actually. But, a yeah. romedy comedy. God damn it, Emma. Yeah. So tune in next week for that. Thank you for listening to Go Get Your Girl. If you like us, tell your friends and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps out a lot and we would really appreciate it. Thanks to Andrew Milliken and Nick Svoboda for our theme music and Elena Henderson for our artwork. You can follow us on Instagram at Go Get Your Girl Pod or email us at Go Get Your Girl Pod at gmail.com. You can follow me on social media at Emily M. Pizza and me at Katie of the Lake. Until next time. I love this, and I love love. Good night. Good night.